0: This is The Verse, a weekly dive into the cinematic universes and beyond. We'll dissect the latest episodes, films, and news all fans from veterans to news are dying to
1: know more about. Now, here's our team of pop culture superheroes we call The Verse Squad. Welcome Welcome to The verse. Verse. Welcome back to The Verse, the podcast where... Whoa, wait a sec. Um something's not right here. Uh why do I feel so odd? You too? I mean, something has
2: gotta be out of whack. I feel rested. Yeah, and why the hell am I wearing pink? Uh I, I don't
3: I don't know, Emalia. But uh you're pulling it off. Looking good. Thanks, Bridget. <laughs> and what's the
4: deal with all the fur around here was someone shaving
3: oh shiitake mushroom uh did i do that glitch thing again it wasn't me nope nope uh i didn't do it this time Mm-mm.
4: do what yeah what is she talking about do it this time
3: um nothing uh don't worry about it
2: well I have no idea what BB's talking about but I do know that this reliable time atronic device that I always wear on my wrist does not lie. And according to its high-tech LCD date identification display it looks like beep, beep, beep. It looks like we missed most of July. And we can trust this thing. It's made by Casio.
4: I mean that checks out on my Mechanimate tattoo watch as well. So yeah, it's saying we're in August. Ah. So strange. We lost, like, a full month. Hmm.
1: Missed a month? Then how do I know what happened in the whole season of Secret Invasion, including the big reveal at the end where, uh... Spoilers, Norm. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, sorry about that.
2: Yeah,
3: um, I've seen it too, but I couldn't have watched it. Uh, I was supposed to be on vacation on Venus. Whoa. Uh, hold up. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I am caught up with a strange new world as well.
2: Uh-huh.
4: Same here. Yeah, me too.
2: Me too. And based on the pink clothes, I'm pretty sure that I've seen Greta Goerig's Barbie movie.
4: Yeah, and based on my pink clothes and radiation suit, I may just have barbenheimered it. Dang it, the verse ship. Why did I have to miss almost all of July?
1: Why? We missed so much. Oh, boy. Oh my so much must happen in July. Jeez. What happened? I have so Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait just a minute. Yep. Yep. Uh, I figured it out. Someone hit the emergency Deus Ex Machina avatar delay mumbo jumbo button.
4: Whoa, 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 whoa. We're only supposed to use that when there are no other options. When life gets in the way of the verse and and unexplained unexplained episode episode delays delays are imminent imminent.
2: exactly exactly (laughs) that that explains everything so it wasn't me so based on these readings it looks like while in hibernation our avatars were doing as they were programmed consuming all the content we'd normally cover on the verse therefore we experienced it all secret invasion strange new worlds and more
3: Okay, let's take a pause. Um, I'm a little bit new to this machine The dewey X jumble Jigger smith jumble cocky mama poo poo okay? <laughs> so you're saying, as we were in a state of hibernation, the Avatar versions of us lived out our lives, and their experiences affected our brains? That's not too bad, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, I could use the assist. I needed a good month-long nap.
1: Um, it all sounds good, but according to the manual, we're only supposed to use this button during extreme circumstances. It cannot be abused. Um, otherwise, we'll eventually be replaced by AI or... or wait, wait, wait. Or replaced by AI or something? I, know, I guess the future is now.
2: Wouldn't it just be easier to admit that we were on hiatus? <laughs>
1: Come on, Emilia, you know that's not how we do things here on The Verse. (laughs) (laughs) Get the gun away from me, Still leaves
4: one question. Who started the process and who ended
1: it?
3: Guys, come on, we really do not have time for questions. We need to play some serious catch-up. Agreed? Agreed.
1: Agreed. Um, uh, I guess we better continue like nothing ever happened. Business as usual. Um, I'm Norm. Oh, and by the way, guys, happy centennial. Oh, yes, happy centennial. Oh, my God, we missed our centennial?
2: (laughs) No, this is it. We're here. We made it. Wow, feels like we were supposed to do something for that. I I also feel
3: like we were supposed to do something.
4: Maybe we did, and we just don't remember it because we were in hibernation.
2: I I guess we're about to find out. Maybe we'll find out in a few weeks or something. Yeah, when it actually airs. What? Um, (laughs) Wow. And you're Bridget. (laughs) I'm Norm. (laughs) I'm Bridget. And I'm Lucas. (laughs) Today we're skipping. (laughs) And today we're skipping the verse news because we have too much to catch up on. This is Emily, by the way. We have the rest of Marvel's Secret Invasion, plus some strange new worlds episodes five and six, and I promise we will be catching up on the rest. But let's hop back in for now and conclude Secret Invasion.
4: Oh boy, do we really? Right, want
2: let's to? get this done and over with. <laughs>
3: okay. Yeah, okay. Let's <laughs> like, let's, let's, I, let's I take see it Let's <laughs>
1: take this puppy out to pasture and put it like literally put it away. Um the finale. Uh, I, I forget where we left off with Secret Invasion. Um, since it's been a month, We're on like three or something. Uh, maybe. But uh, we we've we've it's irrelevant. It's, it's all irrelevant. It's over. So Samuel, you know, you know, goes through it all and and figures it out, and and, and here we are. Um, and he goes
2: back with his his, his uh, scroll wife, and they they ba- just back
1: up on space vacation or buzz off space to space.
4: There was one nice like alien makeout scene at the end, which I appreciated. But yeah, beyond that, this ridiculous not like D de-
2: like plot where they're like, "But but does he think I'm pretty when I'm <laughs> an alien?" That nobody cared about.
4: <laughs> all right, I didn't so, care about it. No, it just made you realize it's not that cool. So
1: it's over. Um, we've all digested it. Uh, let's hear just your initial takes. What you guys thought about it? Because I will tell you right now, I am highly disappointed.
3: Ready? Last three episodes. A secret invasion of scrolls gets uncovered.
1: Brody's a scroll. <laughs> hold up, hold up. No, no big and- spoilers. No big spoilers yet. I, let's oh. just let's just let's just drop this and and go straight to what you guys thought overall of this. And I'm going back to I'm highly disappointed.
3: Um, yes. I'm gonna say this, and this is. Okay, just hold on to your horses, okay, Lucas. Don't flip out. But the, the second we hit the credits of the show, I went, "Thank God!" I just want to watch Star Trek.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think you meant flip out angry. No, that's amazing. Yes.
3: No, I meant flip out happy. <laughs>
4: yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. So that's um, your take.
3: That that's it. I would would have rather watched a different cinematic universe over Marvel. And it wasn't even Star Wars. That's a big
4: deal. One word, underwhelmed. Like cool whip. (laughs) I was underwhelmed. Cool whip. But to expand on that a little bit, uh, it made me question any negative thoughts I had about other Marvel shows and (laughs) movies to be like, maybe those weren't so bad. (laughs) Because this set the bar really low. And from a point of like, wow, why? Like it just felt like there was... Uh, no urgency. What's... There was no, there's, was, it was just really boring. Mm. Like the ultimate sin. You could be bad, <laughs> but just don't be boring.
3: Can I tell you? And you know what? It was just boring. And I'm, I'm sad because when we first discussed this, when we first found out the show was coming out, we were all like so hyped. And I remember really when excited. the trailer dropped, we covered the trailer. And I remember being disappointed by the trailer. I was like, oh, this is kind of not what I was expecting. But like maybe it was just a not the best trailer because it happens, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um
4: You can never trust trailers.
3: No. But boy oh boy should have been a should have been a red flag. That's all I gotta mm-hmm. say.
2: So I I agree with Norm, it was disappointing. And what makes me really sad is that it it played to me like a, like a just a skeleton of a plot. Like, like, it was like draft one and then nobody ever rewrote anything after that. (laughs) And like, it could have been great. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Uh, I I just want to take a moment here. That's the worst part about it. I want to take a moment here.
2: ten episodes. It could have been great.
1: I I, I want someone to mark the date and time again, because this is very few times that Emily says I agree with Norm. So, (laughs) but no, I'm complete agreement. A couple things to say. It only took
3: a hundred (laughs) episodes.
1: My big thing. One, um, believe, uh, shockingly, for how disappointed I am in this, uh, the actors are definitely not the problem here. They all yes, did they amazing jobs with the little skeleton of a plot, like Emily has said that they had. They all did what they exactly what they needed to do across the board. I'm still bringing it up. I don't think Mar- the the MCU has figured out what to do with the scrolls. And it's it's a running theme for me because I didn't like Captain Marvel that m- much because of the, how the scrolls were introduced in it, and this one took it down another notch for me. I mean, I'm about to say it. This might rank lower than Loki for me. <gasps> Does for me?
2: Oh, easily, <laughs> yeah,
3: easily. At uh, least like Loki could like keep us like like kind of coming back a little bit. Like I was so not looking forward to watching any of these episodes. Like after episode three, I was like, "Yeah, this is. I don't think this has any redemption qualities coming out of it."
4: I I watched this on a flight to San Francisco, and I was like, "Oh, come on, hurry up! Can we just get this? (laughs) That's what I'm saying." I I
3: wanted to do anything else but watch this series while it was in front of me. And they even had a Brogan in it. And you'd think, (laughs) because I'm such a narcissist, that even having that mention would boost it up for me. Yeah, no, no.
2: I did like that. This has nothing to do with like the quality of the show, but I, I personally was very edified by the fact that like I was watching Kingsley Benadire in this, and then I saw him in Barbie, <laughs> uh, yeah. and it was just perfect duality. Night and day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah a good actor. I just
3: no, the, but the thing is, the Great acting cast. was just Great not cast. the problem. No, period. Like the actors did. A ton of heavy lifting. Yeah. Did the most it, they, didn't, Every single they should one not the have had There's to do not a bad actor. It was just everything else that was horrible. And <laughs> it's just disappointing because I feel like the last few series we had were like excellent. Like I'm just thinking about Moon Knight was amazing. Uh, Ms. Marvel was awesome. Um, we had so many like great series back to back to back to back. So like odds are. One was not going to do well. But, I mean, they've had more. Like, Loki was not Norm's favorite. But <laughs> I felt I still felt that that was much better than this. And can I be perfectly frank with you? I don't know as if this set up anything. Oh my I gosh. don't know if this Sweating explained anything. Oh, my God. I've just, like, left more like, what was that? Like, I don't yeah. understand the setup. I'm not sure, like, what's to come. Well, what the ending really, be, like,
2: really killed me
1: where where's the what what's the the higher story being told here there there isn't one to me like they didn't set anything up for the future they didn't they didn't try and do um, a
2: million scrolls norm
1: oh a million million scrolls scrolls. one million scrolls one million scrolls yeah, put Pinky in the corner of your mouth. They just killed the
3: Colby Smolders. All they oh, did was so, kill Maria Hill.
1: So, well, the, Maria no, Hill she was, was like, "Dude, but, I'm out." By the way, She's I was a gonna great say, "Kill me off first episode." We were right about some things and wrong about some other things. <laughs> we were wrong. Maria Hill did not come back, uh, but we were right. right. I, I was right that uh, 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 Talos was gonna die. I had that one right. Yeah, yeah, and
4: part of me was like, I didn't at that point, I was like, people go, they die, they come back. Who cares? Yeah, he was dead, it turns out. And it felt so anticlimactic, anyway.
3: Yeah, that one, I also didn't
2: like his death. I thought he deserved no. a more dramatic Yes. Feat. He died Defeat. for the president, who turned out to be a racist. Right!
1: <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. Spoiler And that was another thing. That was another thing.
3: Nonsensical killings.
1: I thought when it, when they revealed that Rhodey was a scroll. And he's been a scroll for a while. I was like, okay, here's where it's going to get interesting for me. But how here's long? where something's going to, like, it, it's finally going to start clicking. And it didn't. It just fell flat yeah. on its face.
2: Also, the he home, was not is- being a very, like, he was convincingly roadie before they revealed to us that he was a scroll. And then afterwards, they were just, as if we don't know, they were like, <laughs> he's a scroll, guys. Like, he was like, it's like, oh, didn't he say that he had that quip? He was like, just like, you know, shut your face or whatever at some point and I'm just like how does that not instantly reveal you and the warmongering like he was not scrolling very well
4: yeah no no and the mystique of the whole scroll thing is like oh my god he was like you start going like this character was a scroll through all the last 10 movies like that would be interesting like they had something there which was in the comic books correct me if I'm wrong norm where you'd be like oh my god like this character I really grew to love was a scroll the whole time and then, then you meet the character who gets like pulled out of the pod, and they're like, "That wasn't me." And then, like, so it's a whole new character, and it's like that would have been really ballsy and interesting, and they just didn't commit to it, yeah. and I think that sucks. They, like, that really ruins the whole point of that whole thing. There, um, there's a lot of yeah.
1: questions online. People are uh, theorizing when Rhodey got taken because you can see that his legs aren't working, so it has to be post Civil War. But I think it was post uh, Endgame, and the reason for that. Is because in Endgame, at one point Rhodey has to eject from the armor that he's in, and when he's out of it, he crawls because his legs aren't working. Now, if you're a scroll and your life's on the line, you're not going to keep that uh, facade up (laughs) just for that. So
4: much more interesting, though, is like you would have seen these characters like fight alongside their friends, right? Yeah. So it's like even though I know you're a scroll, like we did those things together and that matters like you still had my back at endgame so all this stuff that would have made narrative tension and made it really interesting they just were too scared to commit to so it doesn't work the whole premise doesn't work no. and then the coolest thing about this whole series was the last like 30 seconds i'm not the first person to say this is when you start seeing them going hunting down scrolls and just murdering people left and right and you're like that's the best that part yeah yeah that and was. you were like oh there's your show guys <laughs> Like let's do it all that over again. That should have been and start there. Episode that should have been episode two. one. No, oh, okay, Maybe you, two. At the end of maybe. episode
1: one, you reveal that scrolls exist, yes. and then episode, episode two on is mayhem.
4: that. Uh, and that's yeah. what sucks so hard about this. And my my anger at this show and my just like the why I didn't care about it was like they had the roadmap. It was all there. They just were too timid. It's because they're, for whatever reason, and I know they did reshoots, and I know this was like a mess of a production, but like. It was there for them to do, and they just were too either cowardly or they were like, no, we don't want to mess up all this other stuff we have in motion. These balls are in the air. Let's not screw with
3: that. See, it just would have been more interesting. You're right. If they had put that crazy mass execution of the scrolls in episode two and then the whole rest of the season was like Fury and all these people like trying to rectify what happened like cuz up until that point fury didn't know there was that many scrolls
2: and then you so would also like, like to feel out bad for the and... scrolls instead of just being yes. like they're But also be
4: scared of the scrolls yeah. cuz it turns out they they're the villains now and they're bad like oh my god but at the same time there's also good ones that you shouldn't be killing it would have made like th- what we just talked about right now is there could have dramatic tension yeah, there which it was lacking in this whole
1: series there could have been a modern mer- mirror held up. Yeah. And there was none. There was there was no yep. social uh discussion here they or took the, anything. They, they took they just, the
2: easy way out. Every they time. were this close to reenacting January 6th. <laughs> would have been awesome. <laughs> no, but that's what I thought. No, but that's true. Yes. And I thought like I
3: I I get that and I think it's an important reflection of our times, but at the same time, like that shouldn't have been like the end point of the series. No. Like if that's what they were going for, then they should have brought that plot point in way earlier mm-hmm. and then drawn it out and had all the tension and drama surrounding that not have that be the you know end of the
2: episode and where is it, it going to go now like where does the well, story continue well, in uh, new world order
1: and that, that's a really great question i'm guessing the marvels cuz nick fury's going back up to space and he
2: hasn't solved anything
1: it, by no the way. there's <laughs> nothing he, he he leaves threatening the president oh great yeah that's that's a great. Arguably message. Sam message. Jackson,
3: you know, cussing and out the president of the United
2: States? He was Never like, seen I can't that call that the Avengers because I feel bad because this is my fault, so I need to fix this. And then he makes it worse and yeah. just leaves. And it, yeah. he literally
4: puts out. He put, starts a fire in a trash can, stumbles, knocks it over, and starts catching the room on fire, and he's like, "All right, uh, see
3: yep, you guys see you guys.
1: I'm done. <laughs> Good luck with that."
3: But also at the same time, I just feel like that is like not his character. Like I get it that they're trying to make him seem like, you know, beaten down and rugged and all this crazy stuff, but at the same time, like that's not Nick Fury. I understand that we're trying to give him character development, but to me that's just like not you're just changing his character. You're you're telling me at this point in his life.
1: Right. Like it just doesn't make sense. I don't think that's what they were going for. I think they were going for at the end, I think they were going for, I'm Nick Fury and I'm back. And then he goes up in space. But that's not what that well (laughs) that's because that's not what it was. (laughs) but i think that's what they wanted it to come across like i'll be watching from above like oh come on dude no this this was bad and what's even worse Emilia cork uh that's her name the 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 whole super scroll thing they took to an outrageous level that was at just at one point that was a i forgot about that <laughs> at scene one i just blacked point out during blacked that scene where she's fighting uh help me out i can't remember the scroll's name Graphic. now Gravic, Gravic. She's fighting Gravic. Gravic, and they're like, you see them kind of morphing into different Avengers Jesus or whatever. Christ. And at one point, you see her arm turn into Drax's arm, and I'm like, "Drax, yeah. that's not Do you get how the that works." With the arm? Yeah, like the tattoos don't come with you. Like, I, come on, this was just bad.
3: No, I didn't like that at all. That was just terrible. Anyways, it was just—it felt like a
4: Looney Tune sh- like episode. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. It, like Looney dudes, they'd be like morphing into all these weird things. It just felt so – it felt silly.
1: Emily has said it. It sounded like the first draft. Like, if you guys are like, oh, and what about this? What about this? And I'm like, yep, okay, we're we're good. Let's we'll just run with that. We'll figure
4: it in But it out. We'll wasn't. It it was like post. the fifth draft. And they did not it They literally fix it had like rewrites and reshoots. They reshot like 40% of the show. I'd oh, t-
1: so, <laughs> like to see the original draft then, please.
4: It might have been way better. They might have tried to say something interesting. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is getting a little too political, guys. Like We don't want to get canceled Anyway, all I can tell you is this is a misfire. I don't know. Um, I think it was just the executives were upset. There's something they something they there didn't test well or something you know they were worried and, about. Look, and especially nowadays people are very hypersensitive to be like, "Oh, culture war. We don't want to offend anybody." And it's like, yeah, art doesn't some, like if you're making something that says a point, like you got to take a stance. You have to have something you're saying about
1: 100% agree. And they they just they saw that and then like ran the other way. <laughs>
4: And also could have been terrible. All for, like, we might be defending something. Yeah. We're like, release the director's cut. We're like, that, oh my God. Like, they actually
2: made it better. <laughs> it's possible. Filmmaking's hard, man. No, all these people. That's I've, how I feel about executives. 50 Shades of Grey, the movie. Is that <laughs> oh people God. are like, oh, like, what a silly movie. And I'm like, this movie is a masterpiece compared to the books. <laughs> From the <laughs> okay, snippets wait that I read. <laughs>
4: we, this is a whole other podcast. <laughs> this is the first um, I never read the books or saw the show.
1: Or it- okay. So. Anywho, the the theories going forward for me are, uh, Marvel's going to move away from the scrolls. Period. I I think they have Mm -hmm. to learn their lesson from this. This is too. Unless the Marvels does terrible, uh, they're going to see that the scrolls are a problem, and they're going to have to let them go for a while, and then come back later with an actual idea of what to do with them.
4: Well, I don't disagree. I think the scrolls are like the embarrassing cousin that comes to the family reunion. They're the cousin
3: Eddie's. Wait, we had spoken yeah. about this at the end what? of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They can't
2: get. What? They
3: can't forget about. I'm trying There's to There's one million um, of them. No, who was? Wait, who was Captain America' girlfriend? Blonde. <laughs>
4: Carter? Sharon Carter, Agent Carter.
3: Sharon, Sharon Carter. Carter. Remember, we like we're hoping that she was. Oh, a she, was yeah. she was scrolling. Yeah, thought she
1: was Scrawling. She should. It should have been her instead of Rhodey in this. That would have made up one thing. Why not but both? Still, it would have been bad. It still would have There's been a bad. There's nothing them? saving this thing right now? From but what they we did had. get right. to
2: have more Cheadle. At least
1: it was nice to watch a Max. It's a I
2: know. pleasure. God,
3: Wait, God, I have a question. I mean? Was there a
2: post-credit
3: scene? No,
4: no. They were okay. so embarrassed. They're like, "Just go home." <laughs> they're
1: like, go, okay, they're like, "No, let's let's not make them sit through this. Let's just go." In fact, the minute I, it went to black and the credits start rolling, Disney Plus decided to minimize that in the screen to let me know there was no post-credit yeah. scene coming.
3: Okay, because I someone like maybe saw something and they're like, "Oh, that big reveal at the end," and I was like, "What big reveal?" Uh,
4: that there was no
3: post-credit.
2: scene? excited! So I was invincible. like, "What's their post-credit?" Gaia I mean, having no every idea. single power.
1: You know, the, yeah, the big reveal that you know um, the president was racist <laughs> the entire time. There, <laughs> there, there's, there's the big reveal.
3: Anywho's, yeah, no, just it was nothing to be salvaged.
1: I mean, d- d- yeah. Do, do we want to talk about this anymore? Or do we want to talk about something no. fun? Do we want to talk no, about something we enjoy?
3: We all. Like I think that we enjoy. should yeah. scroll. Oh past come on! Wow. The oh
1: yeah. <laughs> you you He's you've been sitting on that, that for weeks.
3: Yeah, I have. I have. I have.
2: Something terrible I read online was uh, they nicknamed Roadie, scroll Roadie as Scrody.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, that that (laughs) doesn't doesn't sound wrong at all.
2: Uh, Yeah, let's move on.
4: (laughs) Gladly. Well, I guess that means let's cut straight to the chase. Welcome back to... The Verse, Star Trek University, and I will be your professor, Lucas Longacre. Let's discuss episodes five and six of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which are mm. da, 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 charades and lost in translation.
1: Welcome back, Professor Longacre.
4: That was very nice, Norm. Thank you. We will discuss one episode at a time, starting with charades. Charades. So by the way, you know I love a good uh, comedy episode of Star Trek. Is it interesting that the Vulcans, who are the most serious people on the ship, are constantly in every single comedy episode? They're so the focus of every comedy episode.
1: I was gonna say, right? the, For for lack of emotion, they brought all the comedy, especially to Pring's parents. Oh
4: yes, my yes.
1: God, did I love it. I had a wonderful
4: them. conversation with the actress who plays to Pring, oh. uh, and I'll say though that the. Um, Oh, sorry. Yeah, Gia something something Sandu. I'll get it. I'll get that. Gia get Sandu. That. I'm so Gia Sandu. I had a lovely conversation with her. She placed a Pring. and uh, and I asked her about all this. You know, I started off by saying like, why are the Vulcans like always the butt of the comedy jokes? And she actually was super excited to. She was like, I love comedy, and it was like I want to keep throwing more comedy at us. Uh, but she also had a lot of good, really uh, good insights into what it was like to be t- to to and like this idea that you're, you know, being a Vulcan, you have to be so structured and rigid, and come on, it just leans itself to good comedy. I mean, that's why I think they keep going back to that well. And I told her I was like, to Pring for me, this version of to Pring is the Lilith of Star Trek. If you ever watched <laughs> uh, uh, Cheers or uh, Frasier, yeah. she just totally reminds me of Lilith because she's so dry, like she has those dry, those dry comebacks and that dry wit. Uh, so to me, this was like an episode of Frasier on Star Trek, and I just really loved it.
1: You know, it's what funny. It's funny you mention that because I talked to Ethan Peck, who plays Spock, oh, man. <laughs> and he what? talked about how um, his <laughs> uh, his approach was very much like uh, the samurai culture, oh, and being amazing. structured and rigid. And because of that, when you do get to cut loose which spock does get to do in this that it leads to so much fun and therefore the more comedy.
2: So you can when you clear it it's it's more noticed as a bad metaphor. You know what I mean? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I also talked to Jess Bush who plays Nurse Chapel. Oh boy. And <laughs> what she was Here we what go. she was saying was that uh, I mean and, and you know in her storyline is all drama. So she didn't actually get to have any of the fun that all these characters were, but she was saying oh, Ethan Peck she's like it's crazy cuz Normally, him as Spock, you don't get to see Ethan Peck like who he is in real life. But in this episode, you finally get to like see Ethan Peck for who he is, which is like a funny, goofy guy. Yeah. Anyway, Um, all right, we got all of our plugs out of there. They're they're the plugs. So what did Um, you find all of those
1: on awards radar? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So
4: Bridget, Emilia since you're sort of the newbies to this series, like what did you think about this episode?
2: I thought this was this was a really fun episode. I really liked it.
4: Did the family stuff resonate?
3: Um, yeah. I would say the family stuff resonated but I like <laughs> I think Spock's great and I think that it's awesome that he's the brunt like of the joke I guess in this but I absolutely adored the fact that they were like trying to reteach Spock how to be Spock. Like I loved that and like the one scene that is just standing out for me is when he they're like on the deck and Or in the bridge, I should say, and they're like trying to teach him how to talk like Spock, and each person like gives their own impersonation of him. And he's like, Do I really sound like that? They're like, Yes, yes, you do. So it was kind of fun to see almost like Spock's reaction to being human was great, but I think it was almost more fun to see everyone else's reaction to Spock not being Spock. Mm -hmm. And all I gotta say is, Captain Pike in the background of this episode. Oh, uh, like, he was everything
2: best, was the, <laughs> he the carries like, so he much. He carried of this, this
3: so well and I know we keep saying how much we love Pike over and over watching this, mm-hmm. but like, it's that, those little subtleties where he's just like carrying the train in the background. He's like, oh, nope. Going to redirect this conversation. <laughs> like, that the best. I have so much, best. I have
4: so much empathy for Pike because I feel like I'm a Pike in my life <laughs> where I'm constantly like, oh, let me try to like cover this mess over. And here I cooked all this great food for you people. Like, let me try you know, and, you know, and, and soften this atmosphere criticized. a little
1: bit. <laughs> Oh, man, there were so many relatable things in this episode, and one of the ones for me that took me right back to college was uh, where Spock keeps looking over at Sam Kirk not cleaning up his mess right away, and it's slowly boiling over, and I'm like, wow, that (laughs) takes me back to college where you're watching that one roommate who refuses to clean up after themselves, and you're like, just,
4: just, come
0: on! (laughs)
4: I got to say, Norm, I'm way better now. But if we were roommates in college, it would have been bad. Like,
2: I was hellish. A, I was our, our
4: landlord call, called our place. Can you make your place less hellish?
2: Oh, I, I had a roommate, a sweetmate mate, actually, who uh, de- s- described himself as living in squalor. And he was not wrong. Wow. Oh,
4: oh. <laughs> At least I was oblivious to it. <laughs> in my defense.
2: But, but he knew. At some point, ouch. my brother came to visit, and we were hanging out in the squalor for some reason. And my brother went to go sit down on his bed, and my room, my sweetmate was literally said, "Be careful! There might be pizza in there." Oh, God. may
1: or may not. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, but that, <laughs> that's rough. That to me was that's highly rough. relatable. And the other thing was uh, parents, and how there's always Just one controlling parents parent that uh, affects the other one uh, it happens to uh, everyone's got this right please oh my please god please tell me no, my family's way like the too only close one okay
4: that hit way too close to home and the judgment and like i love the vulcan tradition of like now we're gonna cut you down and tell you everything's wrong with you i was like wow they must be jewish writers or something like they just they understood i, I was always said like i think the vulcans really are just because of lender nimoy like a stand-in for Jews, but uh hey, yeah, like, it definitely hit way
2: too close. If to your own mother can't tell you, then who will? <laughs> yeah, it's out
3: of love. I, but right? wait, I do want to. I do want to add though. But like, also, like everyone did a great job in this episode. But Spock's mother. Yes, I really loved that. That like I, added like a very real. It brought a lot more emotional depth to what was a very funny episode. Like she, like they yeah. really rounded it out without making it like a total goof fest.
1: Yeah. No, uh, no. Well, that's and why that the drama wonderful. works so
4: well because Ex- they set you up with all that comedy exactly. and then suddenly there's that heart. And, and I, to me, I got a little teary, with, I, you know, because he he recognized the sacrifice his mother made over and over again, unselfishly for him. Yeah.
1: That it was, was very, a that was, was very a crazy. very beautiful part. I I I got to tell Ethan that like I I teared up at that. I was like, listen, you guys played really well off each other, but that moment where he had the realization that his mom has been going through all this, and he and because he had his human emotions for a little bit, he realized exactly what she probably was feeling. That I was like, wow, that I didn't see the left that's hook coming. That's a parenting
2: coming. win. Yeah,
0: that's
4: a parenting win. Yeah, that's what um, mothers do. And
3: also too like i mean i don't want to get ahead to the next episode but the whole plot oh, point gonna. when there's chapel like that also yeah. like brought like a very real sense like when they're trying to like help spot like find a cure and then you like you know he's trying to like tell her feelings and it's that, I, wow what a what a twist this is not the spock that uh we started with
2: spock yeah, made and i do th- being human look extremely fun though like i was like do i have that much fun in my life eating bacon oh
3: the bacon one, Oh, Every when the day. joke when he's sitting oh, there he's laughing at the joke and then everyone starts like staring at them they're like okay tone it I, down I have you love- ever been
4: there though right where you just you can't stop it's just uh, so it's funny you can't stop yeah. that's the best
3: but, if you're with the
2: right
1: company <laughs> but wait yeah. the, the how they set up the bacon joke was great the very beginning like where he's like you can't smell that and he's like well humans have an odor and then yeah. like when to Pring's mother Gallo, comes stanky. in, she's like, she's like, there's a weird smell. It's like, oh boy. And Pike's like, Pike's yeah. like, eh.
4: by the way, that is canon because in Enterprise, they talked about how the Vulcans uh, would not would get that like anesthetization for their uh, senses because serving on board with humans was like really off-putting mm. <laughs> anyway that is, it's canon in, in star trek so i, th- I found that is interesting that they use that as for the character and it made a fun little character point anyway
2: i also wanted alert to like throw out the line i wrote this down because i found it so relatable where spock says i'm hungry but also sad and frustrated <laughs> i was like same girl <laughs> <laughs> Same. and <laughs> you know i love where
4: he just was like pounding the drinks you're like yeah dude i've been there i've been there yeah we've all been there uh but i'll say though the the romance between chapel and spock which is in the original series of star trek but the thing is spock usually just didn't give her the time of the day she had like a crush on him he never really reciprocated uh so the, to see that actually happen right to see the the relationship be consummated was surprising for me i really thought they were going to go the route of the original Mm -hmm. so there was something really cool about it and i have to admit at the end i was like yeah why not and also i've said it over and over in this podcast like throw out the old you know we don't have to stay so true to what the stories were previously like let's have new stories and explore new things and And, you know
1: hey they also might explain why spock becomes cold to her in the uh Well, I don't want to give
4: spoilers for Nurse Chappell, but she has some really cool things coming up. If you, like, go and read her wiki or watch the show, the old show, like, she has some cool things coming up for her character that are going to definitely impact their relationship. And I'm excited for that. I feel like they're going to use that to help really tell story in um, uh, probably next season of Strange New Worlds. But... Uh, in, any other in, thoughts? In
1: general, I thought that this was a, a very good episode. I, th- I think uh, solid. The, yeah. They're still going really strong up uh, through this episode, going really strong. Typically, though, uh, Star
4: Trek would take like three seasons for the fans to find it, mm-hmm. right? Like the the hardcore would stay, but like it would take a while for the the writers, the actors, they're all to figure out who these characters are, what's the tone of it, what are the stories they're trying to tell, and then it would just you know take off and Strange New Worlds hit the ground running and mm-hmm. it's like every episode they feel like fully flushed out yep. like who these characters are you know and the funny thing is that i said it in my article um when i interviewed uh James T Kirk <laughs> we'll talk about next episode um no but the idea being um you know we the characters that are kind of most interesting to explore right now aren't the ones we already know like spock and kirk and all that uh even pike a little bit it's like all these other characters that were kind of like you know, transitory in the in the original series, that now are are lead cast members, and so it's like this whole new you know canvas to to explore with. So they're just doing something really right with this show that is just really gratifying to experience.
2: So I was I so I really liked it. Um, <laughs> I thought it was one of the funny one of the funniest episodes so far. And like something I was curious about is like this is a concept that I am aware is like a variation on a theme. Like it's been done a lot before in the Star Trek, in the multiple shows of Star Trek, but like it doesn't seem to get old. The whole mm-hmm. like Vulcan's, you know, Spock gets humanized or something and has to deal with emotions suddenly, like that whole thing. Like that. that's probably happened like a million times, right?
1: Mm, it's a hand no? handful. Uh, no, a handful. he does. No, Not no they'll do.
4: I mean, the idea of like suddenly I have human emotions. I mean, we did, saw it last season. <laughs> but like this idea that you know, Spock having to like deal with being human is, is is kind of baked into the character. It is this like tension between Vulcan and human. But this is the one that has never—they went full on. Like they've never gone full on hundred percent now yeah. I'm human before, which is oh, okay. kind of fun. Yeah.
2: I also think it's insane that Pike's best idea to delay the proceedings is to play charades.
4: <laughs> he just shot from the hip. <laughs> Was, uh, but we didn't really get to see a lot of charades. Hey, I wanted to see more Vulcan charades. Yeah.
1: Hey man, w- w- when you're shooting from the hip, you just gotta you gotta pray that you hit something. And he, he went with whatever he had.
4: And I don't think yeah. Monopoly is as uh you know popular in, yeah. the, no, yeah. in a post capitalist <laughs> world, I guess. Yeah.
1: So should we move on to episode six?
4: Let's do it. Uh episode six, which is uh Lost in Translation this is a ahura centric episode also again every episode i say it this is a classic star trek episode because <laughs> it's the idea where one character is experiencing some weird phenomenon and then the rest and the rest of the ship is like doesn't understand and so like that is you know star trek the original series voyager all of them i mean they were chock full of these kind of episodes um but we really get to explore more of Ahura and actually james t kirk who's visiting we get a big you know, dump of, of his kind of backstory.
1: And um, I, we, we just talked about secret invasion at the the top of this podcast uh, and how I feel like if you're not holding up a mirror to modern society in a way you're failing to tell a, a, pro- a good story. This mm-hmm. I felt held up a really strong mirror onto something. And I got to talk to Celia Rose Gooding, who plays a <laughs> about this. And that is her character has been fascinating to me because She's suffering from imposter syndrome, which is something a lot of young professionals are, are experiencing these days. And I thought this shined a big light on the fact that she's highly competent. You can see she's highly competent. Everyone around her already sees she's highly competent, yet she's still second-guessing all of her professionalism.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And I thought that this I, episode I focused it, it on that. It tends to
4: also be a lot of women, especially women of color, get put in these positions where they're you know made to feel like you know, do I really belong here? Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that for her character because she seemed, it's Uhura, she's so competent, right? Like yeah. everybody from the outside looking in is like, oh, she's, that's how she's portrayed. And you're right, this episode really shows the struggle that she has with like being a Uhura. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I really appreciate it also that like when she's sleeping and dreaming and coming back from the dream, like that she is wearing her do-rag because i was admiring her waves and i was like they've got to acknowledge that like you know it takes some real work and they did (laughs) so that was just it was a very small detail but i think it, it lent a lot of authenticity to to the show and like to the portrayal of you know even in this post everything society like a black woman on um on the enterprise small detail yeah, uh, yeah adding she, to what uh, the more profound thing that norm was talking about <laughs>
4: <laughs> well i think also one of the things that you think they'd get down better and we're going to talk about it in future episodes is like where's the therapist like i know they get uh in, in next generation they finally have a ship's yeah. ca- uh, counselor whatever with troy <laughs> like you think they would have learned by now like oh everybody should have a therapist they talk to because a lot of these things should be worked out with a the therapist and definitely or her on this one is like she has all this trauma from losing her family that is crippling her in many ways. Um, anyway, on the side note, so I did also talk to Paul Wesley, who plays Captain James D. Kirk. And besides Ahura's uh, storyline in this, we also learn a lot about James D. Kirk and uh, and his relationship with his brother. With Sam. And, uh, with Sam. <laughs> or should, or I, should we I, I say do, George? Why is it George? Is that his middle name or something? Is no, that Sam's his name?
1: middle name, I thought. Oh,
4: Sam Sam's is his middle, his middle okay. name.
3: His first name is George, named after his father.
4: Father, yeah. Yes. Who you could tell there's a little bit of sibling rivalry, mm. uh, but I did talk with um, with uh, Paul Wesley about this about the character and how like exploring that side of Kirk and and what I love about his portrayal of Kirk is we're getting back to the original series of Kirk and I said this when we uh, talked about tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow, but like this is a Kirk who is a book smart, nerdy, just like intellectual. He's a nerd who can kick ass, is what it is. But uh, we talked. Uh, you know, a little bit about that character, but also about the sibling rivalry and like how uh, Kirk's relationship with Spock is kind of mirrored in the relationship with Sam and how like, but because they're siblings, there can't be that closeness almost because they're in competition. So it's like you're seeing kind of the proto relationship that he's going to end up having with Spock, which was really fascinating. It's a a perspective I didn't even uh, think about.
1: I I also enjoy the little gag that they kind of threw in there, Lucas. You're talking about how, He's back to being highly competent, being being book smart and whatnot, and not basically what people kind of turned him into, this like suave, like, like womanizer, yeah. almost swashbuckling, like, ha
4: Yeah, that was the J.J. Abrams version.
1: And they made the joke uh, with O'Hora being like, look, I don't want to be hit on right now. And he's like, I wasn't yeah. doing that.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I might have started to. Both Kirk brothers have cool jobs. I think they're both handsome and charming, <laughs> and I wish they they could see that too. Specifically, Sam.
4: <laughs> well, listen. I think Sam. It's funny because I do think Sam, in some ways, would be way more approachable.
2: Just talk about science with him.
1: Science is cool.
4: Yeah, science is the I, coolest, especially in Starfleet.
1: And I do love how like Sam almost gets that redemption at the end, where he's like, he's like, "Oh, you, you came to me because you need my help? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm the expert yeah. on yeah. it."
4: <laughs> uh, so BB you haven't spoken up a lot what were your impressions on this episode
3: no I just I I, I like this episode <clears throat> excuse me and I know that by the end of the episode they had the bar the scene in the bar of Kirk, Uhura and Spock and I know that that's like the three they're like three of the main original characters from mm-hmm. the original series right mm-hmm. okay I mean <laughs> I know a little bit about Star Trek <laughs> But I thought that was sweet. But also, um, like this episode deals with a very heavy topic, which that is death, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is super fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I felt that they did it in a way. And I like that it was through Ohara's eyes because she is so young and like her and I are the same age and experiencing death at a young age like can be very traumatic and Like, some people deal with it, some people don't deal with it, and some people become way worse off because they don't deal with it, and they do terrible things with their lives, and you name it, because they're so affected by it, and she is doing the opposite. She just buries herself in what she's doing, and I I mean, like, that's extremely relatable. We all kind of know those
4: people, yeah.
3: Yeah, and so it was kind of refreshing to see that because like i don't know, like she's the young one like she's supposed to be the fun bubbly one not supposed to have these burdens of the world because she is so young already but when you go through something so traumatic like you you just you carry this like undeniably heavy weight with you Mm -hmm. the the way you go but like you know it doesn't make sense because you know like it would make sense if pike had this burden because pike is you know the captain is seen and done it all uh and she's so young. So it I really like that they did it through her perspective. And that, um, they made it like really kind of scary in a way too, well, yeah. when they had like the zombie versions coming back and when she oh, walked in the hallway. By the way,
4: great great. And everyone uh, was like dead
3: the in the hallway and like it was creepy. Like yeah. it was scary.
1: Like, like Lucas said, this is that's a classic Trek move. This this exact thing mm-hmm. is a classic, and it always works. They always find a way to make it relevant and make it work and tasteful. I thought it was very tasteful the way yes. they did it. It wasn't like yeah. like you see Hemmer, and it wasn't like you can tell he was dead, but at no point was it like grotesquely dead. You just knew. Yeah.
3: No, and like I like that at the end, like when they were trying to save this, I guess
1: interdimensional interdimensional
4: interdimensional being
0: yes when they were trying to save them and hammer was a
3: zombie and then she sees hammer as hammer as himself and he just like nods and like is like Mm -hmm. it's all gonna be okay like that was a very i i i'm gonna tell you i got very emotional yeah um like it was just like so reassuring like some seeing someone that you loved being like yeah it's okay. Now I know it was like these interventional beings portraying Hammer, but yeah, but that's
4: what they were letting her know. Yeah. That was cool. great. Right. Like,
3: and so I just thought that was a very beautiful moment. And and there, and... But there's
4: something we were talking about, like having a, a therapist yeah. on board that the episode, the, that was the therapy, which was like her, instead of, you know, turning away from the trauma, she had to like embrace lean into it, it and she look at it. it and face yeah. it, right. embrace it. And, uh, and that was what she needed to do to hear somebody else, this whole, race of creatures that were being slaughtered like so for, the only way she could be empathetic was to open herself to instead of shutting herself off and there's a lesson there that's a hugely important lesson about hurt people hurt people right or the you know the idea of being like if you yeah. want to be helpful and useful and good to people around you you have to be open to them you can't oh, be shutting down you can't be can't anesthetizing yourself it's great. I mean, this, the talk about just a really great message. God, this is its kind of like why sci-fi works all the time. Like, they, they kind of nailed it with this series, man. No, I, And I have to admit, I was like, this idea that, you know, Hammer was so beloved last season, if you remember hearing me, be like, there's no way he's dead. Like, he was my favorite character. No, <clears throat> so the idea to bring him back, but also pay tribute to those emotions we had for this character that we grew to love. Like, I thought it was a very effective to use him as the, the as the embodiment of, of the voice of this you know this creature that we'll never get to see because yeah. they're like microscopic or whatever. So yeah, but, it was yeah. Just a really and I also like really too that they
3: way. showed the relationship that we hadn't really seen a lot of. You know what I'm saying? Like you do realize like how important Hammer was wow, yeah. to Ahura, mm-hmm. uh, and and I and I know that he like it's implied that he was, but it was fun to see like when she was watching that video <clears throat> like through her iPad or you know oh, where they're joking, of... yeah. yeah, yeah, like it was just like it, it was very sweet that they showed Shuman. that moment. Yeah,
4: and I love so. what, what's her face. Uh, Carol, Carol Kane. Like, I was gonna
2: say. I was <laughs> waiting for. her. I she gets waiting. one of the
4: best lines. She's like, he was a great student. No, he was terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love Carol Kane. This is what you say. God, I love this is what you say. Carol Kane is such a joy, and she was. I was gonna wait to the end to pick pull her into it because to pick us up from um, the seriousness. But her moments of comedy were really good. But then she has that moment of levity with number one.
2: I'll be honest. I don't. I didn't like fully understand the weird B plot um, between them, and I, I I think I was just sort of I was like I'm not super interested. I'm sorry. Like I love Carol Kane, I like Rebecca Romaine.
1: I think I think it was just that Rebecca Romaine was uh, was supposed to mirror what Ahura was doing earlier when she sees Carol Kane and being like, oh, I don't want to talk to this person because talking to them acknowledges that Hemmer is gone truly and that I have to move past that. And I think that's what they were trying to do. And I actually felt it, especially at the end there when they reconcile or whatever. I was like, yeah, this this is a good moment. It wasn't as strong as the rest of it, but I, I, I don't mm-hmm. think it detracted from it. I agree. That's just me, though.
2: And the other, like, um, sort of elephant in the room is is the situation with lon who (laughs) has a history with james t kirk kind of it's an
1: alternate history uh skewed off from the time branch
2: yeah like a little twig in the timeline yeah that didn't happen That she's not allowed to ever talk to anyone about (laughs) which is sucks um but like i understand that there is like a history you know with like characters of uhura kirk and spock i understand that um but i'm still really pulling for (laughs) laon like that's how powerful that episode was like yeah i was like if she doesn't get that drink (laughs) with james (laughs) i don't
4: think it's gonna happen
2: she didn't and at the end i know it's not gonna happen because tv characters are created to be tortured but like (laughs) at the end (laughs) they're all like drink the three of them are drinking together um and they like sort of pan backwards i really thought you're going to we see gonna her standing there? Like, in the back, like, like yeah, like, far away, looking on, sadly. And I, I thought it was a little weird that they didn't, actually. Well, <laughs> I actually also thought that was going to happen.
1: I don't think yeah. that, that would have made sense if it was just Kirk and O'Hora. But since they had Spock there, too, I don't think that would have made as much sense. Because that would have been more of like a, oh, there's three of them there. It's okay for me to go over.
4: I'm just oh. counting down the days
1: till bones show up.
4: That's all I care about at this point.
1: My favorite character okay. from the original.
4: Yeah, and Carl Urban did an incredible job of yes. resurrecting that character. Although and I'm just curious who they're going to cast in it. Although was my I will admit,
1: in the J.J. Abrams, he's a yeah, he, he is, is such a good character. It's Carl
4: Urban is. Oh, this is, will be such a tangent. So we're not going to go down that road. But like, he literally is in every cinematic universe, and he always delivers.
1: But with that being said, I am. Yeah. Definitely not ready f- to leave the Mabenga character yet, and no, we will talk well, we about that in some a couple episodes coming. Episodes
4: coming up, um, not, and not only that, but also you were talking about time travel and Laan, <laughs> and we get a little bit more juicy stuff with time travel. I and cannot wait till so, we
3: talk about the rest of the season.
4: Yeah, it's there's some really good stuff coming up, and I'm all right. We're all caught up sort of because of our avatars, but there's like only one episode left of Strange New Worlds. And it's a musical. So it's going to be so divisive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think Emily, we'll will probably let you leave. Maybe you'll teach careful. the class. There's
1: two episodes left. The next Two? The nine is the musical, Subspace Rhapsody. Oh, that's although right. and one after. although I tried asking Celia uh, Rose Gooding to mm-hmm. um, confirm that, and she was very tight lipped about it. I'm like, they've been they talking about it. Care, She's yeah. like, well, I won't. But she did say that Aurora uh, gets the flesh from musicality. Get... So.
4: I try to get Jess Bush, Bush to uh, give me anything. And also with Tee actually Tee Pring had some really cool insight into what T Pring would be doing on her break, like Ross and Rachel. Uh, but yeah, but she but literally couldn't break, say anything. A break!
2: on a uh, break! Yeah, I, did. I was kind of wondering about the about it. terms of that break. and yeah,
4: <clears throat> We didn't get into it, but I, t- I talk in the interview how I'm so sympathetic to her character. Yeah, I, I, I kind give of Stranger bad Worlds her. a lot of credit. They didn't make her out to be a bad guy. Like They Mm-mm. actually made him out to be the jerk. So like when the break happens, you're like, that he wasn't is, her fault. He is she is definitely was totally the jerk in, the right. in this
2: situation. Like I know <clears throat> we're totally all right. I'm I'm rooting for him in chapel, but he's he is, you know. Yeah.
4: This is what I like about that. I appreciate that. Like she wasn't made out to be like a shrew or a jerk. Like she literally was like, You didn't bring me into one of the most intimate things happen. You were like sick and having and you told all your friends you didn't tell your betrothed. Anyway, she was in the right. That's another story. It makes a lot of um,
1: sense for that episode in, in the original series. So but yeah.
4: Yeah, the writers just need an excuse to get to split them apart.
1: We were on a break.
4: Okay. All right, class. You're dismissed. Oh, thank, thank you, you
2: professor. professor. So make sure you subscribe to the Verse anywhere you find your favorite podcasts: Apple, Google, Audible, Spotify, etc. We think you'll kind of love it, and you can find me on Twitter at. Emily, A U. you
4: now? It's called X, by the way. You can follow me at X at.
1: I'm not calling it X. I'm not. I'm not going to go down that route. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at random underscore white guy on Twitter.
3: You know what? I'm just going to tell people just to go to my Instagram because I really am inactive on the X. So you can find me Bridget on Instagram at bridgetbrogan sixteen at norm. You need to hop on the Insta bandwagon.
4: Yeah, you can find me Lucas Long here, at Luconian Logic on Instagram.
2: You can find me at Emily Au on X at x dot com, putting out my X's. Nobody wants your
1: X's. Nobody wants your X's.
2: Oh
1: my X's
3: live exes. in Texas.
1: And that's why I live in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Oh boy. Um. Finally, there's our producer, Stephen Prusikowski, who was last seen yelling at his phone because it updated from a nice little blue bird to a black X. Um, he can be found on Twitter, Letterboxd, and I'm still saying Twitter, yes, um, Twitter, Letterboxd, and Instagram as at Filmsnork. Also, subscribe to his new podcast, TV Topics, which is sorting things out as we wait for the actors and writers to be paid a living wage. Um, You can still find it on Spotify and Apple podcasts by searching for TV topics.
2: Don't forget your podcast host too. If it's not obvious, we support the strike. We want living wages. We want residuals. I mean, not we, but.
1: I mean, I would be. Not, uh, want I, that for Yeah, you know. Yeah.
4: I also want nurses to get paid more and teachers to get paid more, it, yeah. so you can vote Lucas Longacre for president, <laughs> and I will uh, make sure the federation happens. <laughs> yep, we're going to space, y'all.
2: <laughs> Let's do it.
3: And we'll be back soon to wrap up coverage of strange new
2: world. <laughs> well, I guess if no one else is going to read it, I will. We'll be back soon to wrap up coverage of strange new worlds. And then it's time to jump into a franchise that we've been meaning to explore. It has a short name, but it's bigger on the inside. Well, there is our music. Thanks for listening. Keep sending us those questions and comments on our X page at The Versecast. It's a Twitter page! Twitter! Twitter! Twitter. (laughs) And we'll see you next time in The Verse.
1: Do not let Elon win!
0: The Verse is produced by Stephen Kuzakowski. Luckily, for them, I, and I alone, Cromsworth, hit the reversal hibernator button. Otherwise, the verse would be on hiatus forever. Which, now that I think of it, would not be the worst of options. It's time for me to go and figure out where well, I... Whoa, well, whoa, whoa. Who was that? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. What? What? Yep. who's in here with me? Who said that? I demand you show your face. It was me, of course. Your friend there. Well, I hear you, but I don't see you. Where the hell are you? Oh, am something right here behind you, bloke. Let me take a step back. Ooh. Oh, ouchies. You've pushed me right onto the wall. <laughs> Ouch! Don't you push me. Reveal yourself. <laughs> well, I can't reveal myself. I'm right here. I don't know yet. What in the bloody hell is going on here?
2: Chill out, guys. Chill out. Okay, let me, let me explain. Explain. I was lucky enough to find a galactic old nugget about yay big up on Lucas's pot. I mean, I mean, I mean, nowhere near Lucas's. Uh, okay, I, I found it in the storage bay. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Then I traded to a space pirate on Healy's and I spent the money to fix you. To fix you. I just, I just needed some company, company.
0: You call this fixed? Why, I, Elton? What's the problem? What's the problem? I've got a cockney bloke growing off my bottom.
2: Yeah, sorry about that. I only had enough to cover half of the repair cost. Uh, You know how it is with contractors these days. And and plus, we were missing some parts, you know? I kind of had to just merge into one. We can fix the rest later. The rest later.
0: And I guess you can call that a fast. the new coke version of a repair.
2: Sorry guys, the Heelys wearing space pirate offered what he said were the best rates. And I believed him, the stinking thief, stinking thief. And you know, I I couldn't neglect my own needs either, so I kind of spent the rest on jelly deals and toast. Toast and jelly deals, you know, my stash just keeps getting depleted. (laughs) Yuck! Jellied eels again?! Who's here now? But what are you doing here, BB?
3: Doing here, BB. Well, I... Wait... Uh... Where's here? Uh, the last thing I remembered was I was reading the announcement of our upcoming TARDIS-related coverage, and I guess... I glitched
2: again? Uh, it happens. Uh, Seems to be happening a lot lately. Lately. (laughs) Just one minute. What are you doing here, Emilia?
3: I thought no one else can see me when I glitch. Well, besides the voice.
2: Yeah, that's where things get a bit tricky. You see, I'm not Emilia. I mean, I am, but I'm not. I'm uh, kind of uh, Emilia 2. E2. E2, if you will. Will. E2 who? E.T.? Uh, long story short, I am the result of a gluttonous attempt to... Double up on an order of toast Order of toast After a Dorothy challenge A Dorothy challenge I guess you could say like I'm Emily a two Emily a two T-O-O Get it? Uh, As in also I'm also Emily
3: (laughs) Oh yeah Um Well Well I guess so Um I'd totally go with the T-W-O Spelling It's got a little bit of a ring to it Uh But you know To each their own and whoa, what is that thing over there? It looks like a, like a malfunctioning fax machine crossed with a, with, with, my boy. My boy. Um, no offense, but uh, that's something reserved between me and Emilia, you. Not two. Sorry.
2: Yeah, I, I get it, I get it.
0: Yes, Beebe, it is me, your boy, Cransworth. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, just a tick-tock on the old clock. It's me, your friend Bert. Tis, not. It's Cransworth. Check your papers again. It's me, Bert. Cransworth. It's Bert. Cransworth. Bert, Bert, Bert. Cransworth, Cransworth, Cransworth. Bert. Bert. Cransbert? Hmm. Cransbert. I'll take it. For now, that is. Or at least until I have this robotic hemorrhoid removed off my bum. Wait, just a minute. It's you who's on my bum. I am not. Yes, you is. I am not. Yes, you is. I'm not. Now
3: that monumentally important naming task is settled, uh, I missed you guys. But back to more important business.
2: Emilia 2, how are you seeing me? No one can see me when I glitch. Well, I guess I can. Maybe it's because I'm an anomaly. You know, like your glitch. Defying the rules of space and time. You know, space and time.
0: Uh, yeah. That, that sounds about right, Malia. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the
3: clock. Did I hear you mention Healy's And a space pirate?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, why do you ask? Why do you ask?
3: Oh, nothing. You know,
2: that doesn't sound really cool at all or
3: something I really, would really, really
2: like to do, but... no, nope, nope, Oh, no. it's
3: nothing. Don't worry about it. Um... It's just the, the fate of the verse, you could say.
2: The fate of the verse? What do you mean? Do you mean?
0: Fate of the verse? What are you talking about? Or just made me return? <clears throat> Your return? I believe you mean our return. Guys, stop fighting! We have much
2: bigger things to- <laughs> And she's gone. <sighs> you bumbling idiots. She was just gonna tell me about, wait,
1: shh, someone's coming. We have to hide. Emilia said that I can't be seen.